0: Hello, good people, and welcome to This Is Episode uh, episode 8 of Season 13. We were just talking about that. Exactly. And you remembered. Uh-huh. It's amazing. I know. I'm, uh, I'm as flawed as you are. Uh, this is the Brands of Bee Collective. I am Chris Shorten. With me is Jeffrey Chee. Afternoon. And with me is Paul Christoph. Good afternoon. What an afternoon. What Spectacular. An- uh, it is a very nice day today, and it is also the day after grand final day. It's after Zwanzi Day. Which is coincidentally the same day. And we are, I Flying guess. high. one way to describe yeah, it. <laughs> uh, we are in various levels of recovery. So we thought we'd talk about all the things that go, uh, led us to the point where now we are needing to recover. Um, and this works well because it's the last episode of this season. So to start off with, Paul, when we last spoke with you, In that random sort of, we went. We were um, back in time, then we went forward in time to the um, clip of you, uh, the um, interview of you and Kyle in Japan, and then went back in time again. What? uh, How did the rest of Japan go?
1: How did the rest of Japan go? So we went to the festival. Narrowed down a whole country for me. Now, yeah, obviously yep, the festival, was uh, that was just before day two, session two when we recorded, or session four actually, so we bumped into a few people that we had um, gone out with the pr- previous night that had foolishly, unfoolishly decided to do all four McKellar sessions. Oh wow. So yeah, a lot of people had struggled through that first, the, the first session of the second day, but um, everyone was kind of back on it by the fourth session, um, completely new beers compared to the day before. Um, really good stuff, a lot more dark beers mm-hmm. this time around. I think overall I probably preferred the selection of beers at the first session that we went to, but there were some really fantastic dark beers in, yeah. the, um, in the second session. So, yes, that what, was very good. What, what? Give me an example of something that was fantastic. Okay, so just let me check my untapped, which was down. No, so for it was the down for scheduled session. maintenance. So, was, it, was that for
0: the first session?
1: Or um, the or second session or the okay. fourth session. So um, I like to think they did it deliberately just to mm. fuck with people. Yes, <laughs> I mean, in the, in the US it was like 1am you know, till 4am. Mm. Yeah, But can, it can inconveniently was the final three
2: of the four hours in that session. Which also is not a particularly sensible time to have it down for maintenance in the US either. You'd think you'd do it mm. from like 9am to 11am or something mm. like that mm. or 7am to 10am. Mm. That, that would
1: make one more think. sense. The non-drinking hours. You would think. Okay, but, yes, what... Ah, so, some of the um, very interesting beers that were had on that day. Gosh, there were a lot of beers had on that day. Um, Yes, after doing a whole bunch of late check-ins. So, everybody, you could see, was taking photos of what they were drinking so they could (laughs) check them in afterwards. So, ah, Spontan Hexadriple Blueberry Mm -hmm. by McKellar. Mm -hmm. So, that's a...
0: It's good that he. It's good that he made his own unique beer for his own unique festival. Yeah, a
1: blueberry, um, the lambic, with I'm led to believe two point five kilograms of blueberries used mm-hmm. for every liter of beer. Um, so a lot, a lot of fruit. Obviously, it's only yeah. made for the festival right. because it's very expensive to make, and that was absolutely fantastic. So that was the prior years, mm-hmm. NBC beer, and this year's was a similar thing but with raspberry, which was also very good but not as good. Mm. Um, okay, yeah, there's also a lot of <laughs> funk fuzz from Fonta Flora. Fonta Flora did a lot of, yeah, sort of American, was seemed to me like the wildflower of the US, like doing a lot of yeah, things with wild yeasts and things. Lots of fantastic beers. Um, oh, this one was good. Uh, the Hakmo Sheng Cherry Chocolate by Young Master in Hong Kong. That was a basically a like cherry rive. It was
2: a stout. It was amazing.
1: Yeah. Young Master in Hong Kong.
2: Yeah, it's cool to hear that they're doing interesting stuff. Because like, I mean, they kind of when they started, they sort of started like you know, let's do sort of craftier versions yeah. of like you know, shitty styles. But it's good to hear that they're doing sort of more interesting stuff now. Lervik, Grandad Graham's barrel aged butter coffee stout. <laughs> that was Did you say
1: Grandad Graham? Yes, Grandad Grand Granddad Graham's. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have a granddad called Graham, <laughs> but. Uh, you know, I like the same. Beer. Yeah, big hugs, barrel aged an imperial stout by Half Acre from Chicago. Gave that four point five. That was fantastic. Um, yeah, lots of lots of really good, really fantastic beers. Uh, nice. And a brewery that I I discovered, which I'd not heard of, Cycle Brewing Company. Mm-hmm. So they did a um, coffee bourbon barrel aged stout. Gave like, a four point five too. But I actually tried. All the beers that they had on, so four beers over the two days, and I really liked all of them. They were one of my favourite new to me mm. brewers I discovered on the trip. No, uh, obviously you haven't seen them out here before. No, no. A lot of yeah, a lot of um, a lot of breweries whose beers we won't see here, unfortunately. Well, I'm not unless I get an importer. No, that attitude you won't. <laughs> Yeah, well, there, was, there were several there were, there were <laughs> importers from Australia
0: over there, so... Although, um, did, I can't remember whether you said this last week um, or if you just told me privately, but were there no, no Australian
1: brewers there at all? No Australian brewers. Oh, there were Australian brewers, like, mm. as festival goers, but no one, <laughs> no one am exhibiting. So Garage Project was there, representing New Zealand, but, yeah, nothing from Australia. That makes me a little bit sad. Um, yeah, well, it's one of the things. So, I went to, um, so yeah, amazing bars. So, one of them, Beer Marcanda, which is mm. sort of like the yeah the beer mash of Tokyo. Got it downstairs with, um, some tables and 12 taps. And then you go upstairs and it's just yeah, a few, few, um, tables, standing room only, and a massive, um, further two taps. And then just a massive wall full of fridges and everything sort of separated by country. So, I reckon about half the beers there are from the States mm. and really. Yeah, interesting, mm. rare stuff that you wouldn't expect to see much of outside states. Um, what did you find in the Australian fridge? In the Australian fridge, uh, Coopers, Coopers I, Green. I think it was it was Coopers or something along those lines. It was. It's oh. always kind of the. It's been sarcastic. The dis- yeah. It's always the disappointment, and that's where I was actually leading to that point a few, <laughs> few times. It's. Yeah, when you go overseas and you find these amazing bars and they've got all these really good beers from around the world and then they have an Australian mm. section and it always is just like A Coopers or something. And it's like, why is... I don't know. Is it too expensive to get beers, to import beers into countries X, Y and Z? Is there some kind of... Does Australia know. make it difficult? Is it yeah. not... Say, is it not worth it? But then you, I am seeing a lot of Kiwi beers over the past mm. few years... Like you see a lot of like garage project Funk Estate, um, epic, a lot of these a um, lot of these kiwi brewers you're seeing around the world now, but Australian beers still not so much.
2: Yeah, it's it's probably a combination of things. As as well that that was not very insightful because <laughs> most things are a combination of things. Um, I mean, one would be production volume, I guess. It's like you know how like the really big brewers in the states, the ones who export. Well, yeah, we do we do get some small ones, but I mean, if your de- if your supply is basically saturated by demand in your home country. Um, there's an argument for not exporting overseas unless you know but, but obviously there's a big brand building kind of element to it too so it's not just just selling what you, what you make. I can't imagine Australia sort of makes it easy either like we always make things <laughs> difficult for ourselves. Yeah. There's some bullshit law thing mm-hmm. that sort of makes it difficult um, Some sort of weird tariff. Yeah weird tariff on our own things we send out like you know it's like you know, the reverse tariff <laughs> <laughs> Alright
0: all right, a quick question before we move on from Japan uh, all right. So there were no, uh, there were no Australian breweries at uh, the McKellar
1: Beer Fest. No. If we had to choose, which one would we choose? Well, that was the discussion that um, yeah, a group of us were having on the. If only on, I had a microphone. Though. On the on the night. And it was it. <laughs> yeah, and it was yeah, it's got to be somewhat interesting. So we were thinking it'd probably be we we're thinking Wildflower, mm-hmm. <laughs> going back to would be a really good good um. Mm good one to have there because they are doing yeah, really interesting things with Australian sort of yeast and ingredients so it'd have to be someone really interesting like that I don't know who else would really possibly could have Boat Rocker oh, yeah their barrel project stuff some of their barrel yeah. projects barrel age stuff but um yeah we were scratching I mean, our heads a bit I that was we're, think- my we're thought thinking as well. that but then I don't think any of their beers would be good enough I mean yeah, it pains me to say it, but when you think of the quality, sure, that was there. Mm. Yeah, no, it's a really,
0: it's a really sad situation where we can't really pin down. I mean, three Ravens do some good stuff,
1: but with you, with that again, pin- it's the same thing. It's just yeah, there was. It's a really next level yeah. festival. Uh, Brewers out there, get in touch and let us know if you're planning on pitching for next year. Yeah, uh, it'd be great. It'd be great to see. Well, you have to be invited. Okay. So Mikhail just has to invite you personally. So, so I think I think part of it is, is also a, um, just the just the image. Um, going on to not seeing that many Australian beers on the international stage, I don't think people really know much about what's going on in the Australian scene. Mm. Fosters. Fosters, Foster's, yeah, yeah, that's a probably yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, getting 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 work getting word out there. About the good things that are happening in the Australian beer scene is probably the first step.
2: That can happen. So,
0: moving on, Jeff, you were over in the UK for like a week.
2: Yeah, I no. Yeah, I was in Europe for weeks. I was in London for the weekend, like last weekend, mm-hmm. and then I was in Portugal for a few days um, during the week, and then came back. We had a, a work meeting over there. So as you do. I said, hey, if you want to fly me to Portugal, I'm happy to do that. So we were basically at this like beachfront hotel for three days. It was a, it was a very difficult, very, mm-hmm. very very trying week, as you can imagine. It Sounds very complicated. Very can, complicated indeed. Yeah, right. and, you know, like the choice between Cygres and Superbok. Like you know, it's like ah, <laughs> <it's like>, oh, <laughs> so difficult. What do I do? <laughs> that sounds terrible. Yeah, but no, I, I, I did find some good beer stuff in London, though. So I went to a couple of places I hadn't been to before. So there's a place called Beer Merchants Tap. you so, have you been to Crate Brewing out yep. in Hackneywood? Yep. Yeah, so it's just a bit north of there, basically. Like, maybe, like, sort of 15, 20 minutes walk away from there. So it's... Um, okay. You know, yeah. it's kind it's kind of like a... Um, Near the train station. Uh, yeah, I think so. I think so. Yep. And it, it's kind of, you know, your sort of... Uh, slow beer-ish sort of setup, like so fridges around the outside mm-hmm. 12 taps on there but all, all good stuff and like you know nice sort of big warehouse-y converted mm-hmm. warehouse kind of space I did have another beer from um, from Finback though, that brew from yeah, Queens yeah, yeah. that I mentioned a couple of weeks ago I didn't even I didn't even tweak this at the time and I was <laughs> looking back and i going like I remember, I remember talking about this at some stage <laughs> recently so that was that was pretty cool but the, the place I really liked though was a place in um in near Haggiston, I don't know if it's in Haggiston or just south of Haggiston called Seven Seasons Craft that also seemed to be fairly new and they had like lots of just really cool interesting stuff in, um, in the fridge probably the coolest beer I had was this Imperial Oatmeal Stout by um, by Boundary Brewing I think it's also done with like blueberries and you could like really like smell the blueberry coming out of it as well so that was um, that was pretty cool and also had a um, a sour by Victory um, who we're all well familiar with, which is, like, sort of 9.5% just lethal because you <laughs> didn't know, like, it just didn't taste like 95 Like, sours don't normally come no, that heavy. Not. Like, it's very, for very good unusual. Reason. Yeah, for good reason, yeah. exactly. So, so of course, yeah, so I just had a day where I just got to yeah, just got to do just mm. a bit of wandering and, like, because, yeah, it's, it's actually very rare that when I'm in the UK for a trip over there that I'm actually in London on mm. the weekend. We're usually... Escaping. Wherever, escaping wherever. But, yeah, no, it was actually a nicer weekend in London... Uh, you know, went up to the Emirates Stadium to see, you know, the home of my football team and all that sort of thing, which was fun. Um, you know, the like home yeah, of football, they honestly. call it the home of football. I, I, am I'm, I'm, I'm happy to be humble enough to call it a home of football. <laughs> a home of football. Like it's, it's yeah. There, there are many homes of football, but um, but yeah, no, it was there. So, so yeah, continuing just to you know, yeah, they just. As as with as as is usually the case, you know, a new venue just popping up, and yeah, I really just found these places by accident because I'll just walk. I went to a place I knew, you and walk down the road. It's like, hey, there's like two or three <laughs> places I hadn't even heard of before, so it's, that was very cool.
0: The, the stupid part is they probably just popped up between the space of when you were there last. And now Quite possibly, you never know. Craft is huge. Well, I don't, uh, I don't have anywhere quite as glamorous as you guys. I was in Tasmania for my birthday and uh, I looked up everyone else's guides of where to go and I decided to go to Preachers and uh, Preachers is this uh, for those who can't remember Preachers is this very very sort of I assumed it to be bigger on the bigger on the inside but it's like a tiny tiny place but with a giant beer garden and a bus in the back <laughs> yeah and you can't miss it from the street
2: uh, but you could miss the street though oh it is, it is oh God, a bit yeah. off the main yeah. we, off we the main almost we almost walked past it yeah mm-hmm.
0: Uh, but the weird part was, or the cool part was, so when I uh, so when I first flew in, uh, uh, when we first flew in, we got to we got to the airport and it was like nine o'clock, and I was, it was like, right, I want to get home and watch, uh, get to the Airbnb and watch the footy. I'm gonna, uh, I want to get some beer, and so I we got an, uh, we got an Uber directly to the bottle shop, and I found like loads of Tasmanian beers. So I bought, um, but I ended up with like a load of Last Rites beers, which is really good. But then when I got to Preachers, I don't think they had any Tasmanian beers on tap that I could see. Oh, really? They had Hargrove's Hill stuff, mostly. And so I got to have, like... Some, I know. But not... Given our usual adventures of, you know, you can't find you can't find a Brisbane beer in Brisbane. Yeah. Um, it, it didn't seem overly um, inappropriate. But it was really cool. They had the Day of the Tentacle from Hargrove's Hill, which was, like, yep. their new brute... IPA which, of course it's a yeah. Brute IPA uh, I'm, uh, Jeff we spoke about this yesterday but I'm not sold on Brute either yeah no, well, either. I don't think I've had
2: one like I think I've somehow managed to dodge it everywhere I've been it's weird
1: yeah,
2: yeah. I, I, well it, I had Cloudwater's
1: version at the festival so I thought you know if there's going to be someone that's doing it right yeah it'll be those guys mm-hmm. and I was yeah like it was fine but really yeah just not sold on the start I'm not going to be if I see it on tap if I see a Brute IPA on mm-hmm. tap unless there's really nothing else I want to drink, I'm probably not even going to bother trying it now. I feel like I've tried enough and mm, just mm. have not been convinced every time. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that.
0: Um, I did actually... They also had, from Hugo's Hill, the creaming soda one that we saw at uh, Bendigo and the Hop. Oh, yes. But then I remembered that, um, for some reason, I really didn't like it when I had it, so I was like, yeah, let's not have that again. Uh, but what was really cool was that they were talking about how... Um, uh, they like within that next uh, like the following week they were getting a load of old wives ales beers in
1: awesome.
0: and they were getting a load of co-conspirators beers in
1: fantastic
0: and it was just sort of like um, uh, 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 granted it's basically been like been at home um, but it was still really cool and that he was really excited about having the, um, like the fresh matriarch um, and the fresh, old, uh, fresh um, old man yells at cloud so it's just, it was a really cool sort of um, um, guy ex- most excited about craft beer I've seen in a while. And it was just like, yep, I'm getting all these beers in. And it's like, um, back back then, I'm told they're amazing. It's sort of, I feel like he's probably the first in Tasmania you get them. Yeah. Or at least the face not. in Hobart. Um, apparently a lot of them get to Launceston, but they don't get as far as Hobart. Okay. okay. I, I didn't know that either. Um, but then again it was my first trip to Hobart in my head uh,
2: the distance between Launceston and Hobart is like half an hour on, um, on a bicycle <laughs> it's, it's not it's not completely inaccurate like I mean there are there are, there are wrong things you've said before so you know, oh I can some, believe that yeah yeah <laughs> Actually, yeah, to go back to something Paul just said, the one solitary Australian beer I found in Seven Seasons Craft was, like, a, a lonely bottle of the Cooper's Sparkling Ale in, like, the, bottom, the? Lef- the bottom left corner of one of the fridges. How was that? Yeah, it was weird. Like, I just kind of, uh, kind of, I was just, was like, you know, there was a shelf, it was, like, you know, last of, last mm-hmm. of the following, get them before, they, before they're before gone. I went, like, oh, yeah, that's <laughs> weird. That, did they only buy one, and then it never sold? Like, what's going on? And... Um, my partner said, oh, is that a good beer? I said, no, it's <laughs> not. <laughs> that's why it's still there. And, that, I
0: mean, I've told this story before, but I'll tell it, tell it again now. Um, uh, when I was living in Oxford, and there was the little bottle shop there that they had, like, loads of every sort of European macro lug you can find, and then they had a shit ton of Cooper's Sparkling. Never knew, never found out why, but for some reason they kept on um, uh, they kept on reducing the price when, whenever it went off. Not realizing that it got better when it got old. Yeah. And so it would just be a matter of like the moment it would go off, it would go down to like, you know, 20 pounds or something for a slab. It's like, right, I'll just get another one now. And it was only after they tweaked to that because it was it, it, comparatively to some of the other lagers in the thing, it was probably better than most of them. Yeah. Yep. That's fair. Um, I mean, you had things like, it had uh, good things like Hobgoblin and things like that. Um, but for the most part, it was the best thing, one of the best things I had. So I wonder whether it's a lay, it's a like um it's a lingering thing from like you know that was ten years ago. I'm wondering whether
2: the, there's probably still one slab left yeah. from ten years ago yeah, so yeah. It's still there. Hey, it'll probably now, taste it's like two, it's like now two pounds for the slab. <laughs> so,
0: one more thing before we go. We were at Swansea Day yesterday. What yes. That and we in vain attempted to buy like a bottle of Canteon
2: to drink on this episode, and then we can find them selling them anyway. Yeah, they sold out quite fast. Yeah, bastards. Yeah, we should have thought about it really. Mm. Like, we should have done that first because, like, the beers that were mm. like that we'd mm. already prepaid for, they weren't going to mm. run out of those. Yeah, no. What we should have done was like buy bottles of stuff mm. that they were going to run out of, get that sorted, and then get on to the thing. That, that, would, have know, that mm. would have been smart. That would have been smart. It's crazy. Um, But,
1: you know
0: so but first onesie day what do we all think people it was fun yeah, yeah it was good times really
1: yeah good um, crowd of beer people mm-hmm. pretty much everyone we've ever seen in beer yeah was in, it was in one of the two sessions yeah and it was just yeah fun everyone was just enjoying it was actually to see everyone you know you normally see all those people fresh first thing in the morning mm-hmm. which is the first novelty of it but um, and, and the fact that everyone was wearing black mostly I'm not sure why I
0: guess they're all they're all wearing their beer t-shirts.
2: Yeah, a lot of people beer t-shirts. Yeah, yeah. I, I was just like, yeah, I think I think it's has gone to the point where now you know getting up at seven in the morning to go drink beer at nine o'clock in the morning just doesn't seem unusual. It just mm. seems like yeah, this this thing, this, this thing's fine. This is a fine. thing to <laughs> do. This, yeah, this yeah. is <laughs> a thing to do. There's there's no there's no mental effort. There's no hurdle to jump. It's like <laughs> the hurdles have been knocked over enough times <laughs> that so we just got we just yeah. walk straight through it now. This is what we do now. That's right.
0: And it was I mean because we started out with the I'm gonna screw this up. The Gooza, yep. yes, yes, the goozer. Hey, first time. Well done. Um, we started out with that, and that was awesomely refreshing was for really good. like the mm. first beer for the day,
1: even if that wasn't nine in the morning. Um, and then there were like um, the Creek, the Creek. So that beer. was that was probably my favorite yeah. or oh, favorite of the ones on mm. the list because we did have that Jester King beer. Oh yeah, yeah, the um, the that atrial was, Yeah, that, that was basically my favorite that beer awesome. of
0: the day, mm. well, of the morning. And then of course there was there was the Nath.
2: I yes. it's probably there's probably a proper pronunciation for that. And then the Grand Grand Cru. The Grand Cru Brussella. Yeah. And the um, the Rose de Gambrinus or Gambrinus, mm-hmm. however you pronounce that. I was wondering how you're gonna do that. And the actual Zwanzi, Yes. Which was awesome. Yes, that was really good. It's weird that there's no um there's no a Day badge, which I found interesting. Yeah. yeah. Greg well, I, don't th- I think it's up to Canteon, actually. Yeah, yeah. To Canteon. P- Canteon need to pay Greg in order to get mm. a badge on this. So, yes. you know, so they right. obviously decided not to, which is fine. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, given, uh, I, th- I think um, Leon mentioned um, several episodes ago that the Canteon website essentially
1: looks like. Um, oh, something
2: from like the mid 90s? Right? Yeah, yeah. Right. They're
0: probably not even aware yeah. that Untapped exists. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> which would explain a lot. It would.
1: Given how much work it was to actually find the damn beers on Untapped. Yeah, yeah right. well, I think it seems like everybody's added their own version of what they mm. think the beer is. <laughs> so it's well, like, which one of these ten do I actually check in? Well,
0: yeah, there was that period where um, we all had our phones out, just sort of like, what about this one? This one? There's about four of this one. Now.
2: <laughs> yeah, we were just sitting there, just going like, okay, somebody is going to check this yeah. in. Yeah. And when they do, it's gonna be fine. But then I think everyone had the same idea, so I'm just going like,
0: and and even bloody um Colin Sellers didn't bother to actually add it added to their now tapped. No, no, that's um, right. which would have saved us all a lot of hassle. But then again, they'll probably they were. This was the first session. Maybe they added it for the session session, uh, second session after everyone else found it. Because yeah. the beers
2: we had were obviously available, like to get like just on tap. Like you could just buy more, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, until they ran out. Yeah,
0: but it was. I mean, yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed Swansea, and you know the waffles, waffles for lunch. Sorry, breakfast were pretty damn nice. Yeah, but hit the spot. I mean, although Jeff, I think you flagged that it one it needs next year is bacon. Yeah, I think definitely yeah. bacon. Like just a bacon option. Yeah. I am not saying
2: all of them have to have bacon, but I think like mm-hmm. a a somewhat more savoury option, mm-hmm. I think, is probably a um, a good idea. Look, I would just have bacon on its own. But just bacon with maple stick. syrup, I guess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh. Waffles made of bacon. Oh, uh, shit. Does that does that, does that exist? It must do. It yeah. must. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it can't not. Like mm-hmm. I. Couldn't pinpoint an example, but yeah, if it doesn't exist I'll be extremely yeah. surprised. You gotta have dreams.
0: So that was Wansey Day. Yes. Um then the last thing we did was a grand final. Yes. Uh, and the joy of having Wansey Day in the morning of the Grand Final is essentially we were at Cohen Cellars and we could get like some really nice beers to drink. So I mean I got uh, I got the milkshake. Sorry, the new the salted caramel milkshake from um Yep. Um, yep. I've got one Street of the uh, The squid, squid supremacy. Yep, yep, that was good. That and the new juice train, which uh, from quite dudes.
1: Oh, I haven't tried the newest version
0: of it yet. Oh, it's it's not bad. I mean, the the key with any of the juicy beers is essentially buy them as fresh as humanly possible. Yeah. And especially that seems to be for the juice train. Um, I've I've had uh, I've seen old ones
1: before, and it's sort of like uh, let's just leave that one for now. Yeah, the problem with the Nevis was that same thing. So Kyle had bought a few of the beers that he bought back from Japan. Mm. And one of them was, I can't remember who the brewer was, but it was one of the US New England IPAs. And yeah, we drunk that. And it mm. was just like, oh, yeah. This is just, <laughs> just, again, my like, next next level. <laughs> no, no bitterness. Nice and smooth. Mm. Now, I was, I was most, most of the game I was on Urban Ale. That's right, because you had the yeah a six pack there. that we got from their their event a little <laughs> while ago, which was good because I didn't want anything too too heavy, given that we'd been drinking all morning and were likely mm. to be going all night. Mm. And uh, but I didn't drink much beer during the game. I was yeah for the fourth quarter. I couldn't really do anything. <laughs> I was on the edge of my set seat, <laughs> P- pace, pacing back and forth.
2: Yeah, I think I was. I didn't. I, I reckon I didn't even watch like sort of half, like from between, <laughs> midway through the third quarter and like into getting. to, I think I watched like the last ten or ten minutes or so, which was when it was very tense, obviously. Yeah. But I think like yeah, I was just chatting to people all around the place, and so yeah.
1: Well, I was the only really actual West Coast fan there. Yes, that's Everyone, right. Most people yeah. are neutral.
0: Well, and and of course the other way, I um, my partner she is a Collinwood supporter, and so I was comforting her for the whole game, um, <laughs> um, and so she was the other person, the only Collinwood supporter, actual one glued to the screen. Um, yeah, she. Uh, I think she's recovered now. <laughs> what a game!
2: It was a great game. A like great as game. Uh, yeah, as a neutral supporter, it was mm-hmm. a very entertaining contest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. G- given a lot of grand finals are kind of just like whitewashes. Yeah. In recent years, yeah.
0: Mm. So, on that note, I think we should go off and drink some beers. And we are on to our first beer. And,
1: all right, Paul, these came from your... Uh, Yes. So, I did buy a lot of, you know, fancy barrel-aged... Big bottles, but then these are two just little kind of last minute buys I got. So one is the, yeah, Covered in Puppies, the Omnipolo Trillium, mm-hmm. which cost like nine bucks at the festival because beer is cheap over there. And the beer that we're drinking and right the now. The other please? is a collaboration, so Brewbase, who is a sort of contract brewer in Japan, and they did a collaboration with Daytona, Hitachino, and Transporter. So I purchased this from uh, the Chino Nest mm-hmm. Bar in Akihabara, and as, as is the case in Japan, I also saw it for sale at Big Camera.
2: Ah yes, good, good old Big Camera. they have expanded their
1: craft beer selection now? They now have a lot more. They've got um, you know their Punk IPA mm-hmm. and all kinds of different things there now. Nice. So um, I yeah. dis- I would assume there's like twenty um, brew dog bars in Tokyo now. Uh, no, just the one. Mm. In Raponga. or the one that I'm aware of, I don't think there's any more.
0: And did they ever lock down where the brute dog bar is going to be in Australia?
1: Um, no, I think they just want one in every state, but okay. there's no no locations yet. Anyway, okay. So, what is this actual beer? It's um, yeah, it's just an American IPA. I don't know what hops or anything you use because everything on the can yeah is in Japanese. Um, I guess and the yeah, details just says American IPA. <laughs> <laughs> Interestingly, it's not list actually listed as a collaboration on Untapped. Oh, interesting. Yeah, no, yeah, you're right. Uh... Even though it's a three, four way collaboration. <laughs> <laughs> the sidekick
2: slick. Yeah. So. Um, um. What are people saying about it? What are people saying about it? Not many check-ins actually. Yeah, only eighty-eight. Age.
1: It's better in some of the beers we do on this show. Oh, yeah. um, uh, Acunin S. The fragrance of hops is not good. 2.75.
2: <laughs> I think that's quite a nice smell to it. Mm. Um, so, Gok okay. K. I am anxious about the oxidation smell of the top. The sense of hop does not come out neatly. The taste is soaked, caramel, burnt, porridge-like. There is a strange sweetness that is different from the malt feeling, and the bitterness is not pleasant, though it is not strong. What's going on, though?
1: There is nothing coming on. Uh, right? uh, Yo Yo M, and this is a translation from Japanese. Um, the cans are cool, and then like the face with like a unimpressed face. Three point two five. Here we go. Um, Nana. Oh no. Hidenobu S at the Nana Hotel. A can beer bought with big camera. Not bad for yeah. a drink. Not bad for a drink by
2: the pool. Three point seven five. Uh, Satoshi-o <laughs> neighbor not worse than I thought that's obviously a translation from mm. Japanese I'm not quite sure <laughs> what uh, what that was actually meant to say but <laughs> sumida Tea, meh
0: 3.25 brutal although I can understand the, um, I can understand the reluctance to give it a too high rating
2: no a delicate aftertaste <laughs> remains considerably from Daibi Gidai. Purchase at to go. I, I went uh-huh. to one of those. There was, there's one of those in at least one of the train stations. Tokyo Station has one? Yeah. Yeah, they, I think I bought whiskey from there. Totally makes sense. Asako okay. Astringent Yui. I like it considerably. 3.25. Obviously on a different scale, um, mm. unless, you know... Jesse R at Watering Hole. I think I've been there. Not sure what all... Not sure what all is in this. Tastes more than just hops. <laughs> okay. How many stars? Uh, three and a half. Okay. Seven. Benny P.
1: Interesting. Multi-spicy ginger notes subtle hop finish. Three stars.
0: Hmm. No, it, seemed, it seems very... I don't think anything's broken forward, forward this way.
1: Uh, Mike R. Tower, Tower Grove South. Hidichino IPA collaboration with two Japanese beer magazines. Ah, I picked this up at the brew pub in Akibara and brought it home with me, along with the glass. Four stars.
2: Sweet. person called Kieran, also at Watering Hole. Uh, this is a painful malt bomb on left, so obviously referring to the photo, um, 2.25. What I'm, well, what I'm finding, so Michael, Michael S. at Craftsman, 4.5,
1: I'm finding that Japanese people are rating it a lot lower than... Westerners. I'm going mm. by by' um, both comments in and in and not in English and the usernames yeah so I wonder if that's a do, do Japanese people tend to rate beers lower in general on untapped I don't know or what sort of what cool. is like the uh, yasu K at um, at the BrewDog bar or at a bar that has a BrewDog beer on tap mm-hmm. um, gave it 4.75 said it was excellent so out of curiosity, what is the
0: okay? So obviously, um, this the common. There'll be a common IPA over in Japan, released in Tokyo. Um, yeah, is it normally a West Coast? It probably isn't.
2: So well, so, so interesting. You should interesting you should ask this question. So someone said, so someone called J F R at Surumi Station, similar to A uni in taste, becomes with a higher price tag. So maybe that I well, would have had the would have had that uni, Oh, yeah. that's the um. Yona Yona, yeah, the one yeah. With the yeah, is it an IPA? Uh, could be. Let's see. Auni. Um, it is um,
1: it is an IPA. There you go. So maybe that is. It's an American IPA. I wonder what Mino That's an American IPA. I wonder what Minnow's IPA is, because that's also another very popular one. Minnow W IPA. Oh no, the Asura IPA. That's um an American IPA as well. Yeah, so this thing, They also do a fantastic uh, Imperial IPA. But yeah, a lot of IPAs, and a lot of IPAs, yeah, not ranking that high, to be honest.
0: All right, so do we agree? What do we think?
1: Um, I like it.
2: Mm-hmm. I've got two people sipping the beers now. It's refreshing. Mm, yeah, it's fine. Mm-hmm. Actually, yeah, I don't find it all that malty, actually. I'm not quite sure what no, it's not the overly malty. Malty, malty. It's a... True to style American IPA, mm.
1: 3.5, but would drink again. Yeah,
2: yeah, I think so. Yeah,
1: it's a good beer.
0: Yep, agreed. It's not, it's not going to blow anyone away, but it's, it's not bad. Good beer. It's right, 3.5. Perfect. And we are on to our last beer for this episode and for
1: this season. Um, uh, what do we got? The yeah, puppies. Omnipolo Trillium collaboration. Who's Trillium? They are a US based brewery that's quite well known for their IPAs. Oh. And they're New England, they have some really good New England IPAs. And they're based in New England, so they're based in New England. It's <laughs> crazy. So, I mean, um, for them, it's, they're just IPAs. They're just IPAs. Yeah. Uh, what do they call an IPA? For New England, IPA is an IPA. Non New England, foreign IPAs? There's <laughs> <laughs> bloody foreign IPAs. <laughs> FIPA.
0: I don't know. how many, uh, What is the population of New England? Just I, I know nobody yet, probably
2: has that off the top. No, of my head. I did not know that off the top of my head, no. Uh, they're not massively populous states. I mean, well, Mass. That's right, Massachusetts. Like Boston's obviously a big city, um, but then like they're not Connecticut, Maine, New Hampshire. I'm gonna say, guess 20. nine million people in New England, and I'm gonna be like way off, way off. Yep. Yeah. You wanna guess twenty? Well, put your two th- guesses
1: together and divide by uh, two and, yeah, 14.4 mil. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. So, so they're basically, um, New England is essentially a small country. Yeah. Mass- yeah, Massachusetts has
0: 6.7 mil, so.
2: Yeah.
0: Right. I mean, it's it, it, you can almost to the point where, that you know, if they were an island, then that they could be defending their own um, style. You know? Vermont is always-
2: the least populous state. It only has 626,000 residents. Hmm. I think Vermont has the most craft breweries per capita in the <laughs> U.S., I think, like, in, like in terms of like states in the U.S. If I'm not, if I'm not wrong, it wouldn't be a unreasonable. Yeah, thing. G- given it's just, mm. and it's largely because it is so lacking mm. in populosity. Like that's why. Um, populosity. Yeah, that's why uh, people even. <laughs> no, I'm
1: sticking to populosity. Microbreweries. No, Portland, Maine.
2: Ah, I guess. That's, yeah, it's a, yeah. a city
1: yeah no, so I, that's 17 microbreweries but six hundred sixty-seven thousand people I think I've heard that stat as well yeah, yeah. Boulder Colorado and Asheville and North Carolina right. come in this is what happens when you start a normal uh,
0: yeah has everyone had a first sip people
1: I have what do we think I, I, I like it yeah, I really it like is, it it is what a New England IPA should be even though yeah, it's not marked as a, it's funny again it's not marked as a New England IPA but it's just from New crazy England and it's an IPA um it's um, yeah, I mean this one, I mean this is available in Australia as well. But it's just yeah, I, I said I had a little bit of extra space in my luggage and yep. It
2: was cheap and I knew it would be fresh. Mm. So Vermont had eleven point five crapperies per hundred thousand people aged twenty one years and older that year. The leading five states in craperies per capita were rounded off by Montana, Maine, Oregon and Colorado. So Oregon and Colorado obviously the ones that you would sort of think of, but there yeah. you go.
1: Bloody hell. Portland is sixth as far as
2: cities go. Right. About eleven. Per, yeah per person anyway anyway back, finishing back to off. the
0: beer yeah. Um, yeah it's a nice beer what are people saying about it uh, well Michael Helm isn't saying anything about it but he gave it 4.25 oh, fuck's
2: sake <laughs> i was surprised Michael Helm hadn't reviewed the fucking brew base beer so uh, Gus Norris at Tivoli Place G- Gus it, Norris Gus Norris um, Chuck, um, no- Chuck Norris lesser known brother can't imagine what this would have tasted like super fresh. It's still an excellent Imperial IPA, even at this point, 4.25. And that's a good point. It's like an 8% Imperial, so sort of. not, not that I can really taste it on first gasp. This is an interesting comment. Jeff Hansen, failed the brief, tasted great, 4.25. So obviously brief? doesn't, well, obviously doesn't think it fits the style, whatever style it's meant to be. Not enough puppies? Maybe. Hmm. Shinichi O oh at Bar
1: Oscar... This is a this is um, untapped attempt at translating his Japanese comment. The name value of omnipolo times trillium is an orange-based rustling IPA.
2: 3.5. Knight W <laughs> at Fort Joseph. Interesting composition, very juicy and tons of fruit, also some smooth hops and a good mango aftertaste. Omnipolo had just great beer. Smiley face. Four out of five. The smiley face made it. Sam bad G. Would just be sad.
1: If only I actually was covered in puffies. Dot, dot, dot. Four <laughs> stars. Wait, was was spelled W-I-S or W-O-Z? W-I-S. Okay. Yep. But in caps. In caps. Oh, all right. I, I approve. Yeah, what else we got? What
2: else we got? Clearly this beer's come out all around. Uh, Per2H at Futurist Friday Beer. I, I'm guessing that's someone's house. Mm. Oh, maybe not. Uh, sticky, icky, only slightly boozy. 4 out of 5. Heidi L. at Futurist Friday Beer. Smooth and soft. Puppies. 3.75. <laughs> oh, the same place. They had it together. Oh, there you Aww. go. Jetro <laughs> S. same place. 40 out of 50. Thick and tasty, very hoppy and tropical. Hmm. Patrick R. at
1: o- In Inokotox, Alberta. Aroma, tropical fruit, pine, caramel, light citrus. It's good that we all the way to Canadia. Moderate sweet, high bitter, disappointing. Full review out, and there's a Google link. Three point seven five. <laughs> yes. he's got a full review. Ah, uh, it's no point in putting a Google link there.
0: You can't. Yeah, you, no, can't you can't, can't uh, click like, on you, it. it. No. It's,
1: it's like Instagram. Ah, Shano. The the Shano. The Shano. Yes. Wow. Bloody beautiful. he didn't spell beautiful right. <laughs> nah, this can't be the Shano. This must be a different Shano. Yeah, Shano wouldn't make that many errors. Yeah, he did. Yeah. I think. So some dude with a nah, it's name. A different guy. No, it's a different guy. There are lots of there are lots of Shanos. It, it's a common. Wouldn't name. surprise me. Yeah. Anyway, bloody beautiful.
2: <laughs> Omni rocks out. Big boss dog. Four point five. Some dude with a name. This name spelt out in. Uh, I guess it's that's oh, Cyrillic or well, maybe it is. Um, but this is a translation. Small batch of deep style in cooking is not as deep as it seems. 4.25 out of 5. See, I mean, to me, that's either a Dr. Jeff quote or a just a cryptic sort of um, riddle. Or both. Yes. Yeah.
0: Uh, um, could you say one more time?
2: Uh, so it said, uh, small batch of deep style in cooking is not as deep as it seems. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> ponder that. Uh, Kevin L. in <laughs> Walwick,
1: um, a translation from I assume Dutch. Which has actually come out quite good, the translation. Powerful and full double IPA. Tropical fruit as mango and pineapple are present. Quite boozy for this kind of beer. Four stars. I think it hides its booze quite well. Mm. I think it does. Yeah, followed by Timo S. at SPIS, Matt and Druk. Very nice. Surprisingly light considering the ABV. Four stars. And
2: Peter D has commented not detoxing after Rome? Uh, Martin P, Smooth, R ah, phenomenal. Alcoholic fruit juice in a bottle. Wow. No description needed. Many exclamation marks scattered throughout and the uh, the sunglass smiley emoji thing. Cool. Is that the cool emoji? I think Is that that's what it's cool, meant
1: to me? Yeah. Goaty beard of Doom at the House of Doom? Honest <laughs> Brew. <of> <laughs> honest <laughs> Brew told me Honest Brew told me this was fresh. The date on the bottle, twenty eighteen, eleven oh six, suggests otherwise. Really disappointing. Two Ooh. stars. Mm. I don't know, Sad like times. Eleventh of He's on twenty fifth of September, so yeah, that's a three month old beer. Yeah, it's not the kind of beer you want to drink three months on.
2: It's unfair to the beer though to give it two. Mm. So Al M at pre- prescription the prescription shop. It's a special day when I get to see my flames in action. If you get an omnipolo slash trillium collab would be appropriate, four point two five. Who are his flames? Yeah. Question.
0: Uh, is that it? Wait, isn't the Flames like a
2: a sports team? Could be. So he's in Winnipeg, um, which is, as you would well know, is in Canada. Um, The Flames could be a hockey team. I I feel like it is, but um, I can't pick
0: what I mean. Oh, there's obviously the Edmonton Oilers. Um, But what is
1: Winnipeg? If you type in Winnipeg. Calgary Flames. I think. Sure, I'm, I'm gonna. Yep, they're, 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 I mean, I, I can't see Calgary, but I see
2: a C with flames on it. Yep. <laughs> yep, they are the Calgary Flames. I knew it all those years in Canada. They are playing the Canucks later this week. All right. But they were defeated by the uh, by the Jets. Oh. And they lost to the Oilers today as well. Look, I'm a Canadians fan. It's, it's a whole different beast. Anyway! That's a very unimaginative name for your team, isn't it? Like the Canadians. Yeah. yeah, it's
0: though it's ca- Canadians like um, with an e. Yeah, so it's almost imaginative. It's Canadian. So are terms.
2: they the? Are they based in Montreal? Uh, yeah. That
0: the
1: um, the Habs. The yeah. Local. Yeah.
0: Anyway, sorry. No more normals. Uh, what do we think, people?
1: Um. Yeah. It's it's a really good double up yeah, yeah
2: I really like its, it. I'm giving it four stars. Yep. Yeah. Hides its booze well and tastes delicious. I was going to give it the same number, so that works. That saves that saves a fight. But I was also going to go for um, four stars as well. Yeah, unlike the uh, I was going to fight. Well, I wasn't really going to fight. Like the person who was ragging on Arsenal not leading against Watford last night was about to cop something. had not decide what, but like yeah.
0: Anyway, <laughs> another normal. So. We have been the Brunswick Beer Collective. We've been drinking several nice beers. Uh, This is the end of this season. We'll be back in a month or so with brand new episodes. Yeah, well, it'll be
1: basically summer by then.
0: Yeah, basically. I mean, it already feels kind of like it's summer on the horizon, but it's not there yet. No, it's definitely not there yet. So, I have been Chris Shorten. With me, has been Paul Christoph. Enjoy your next month. And Jeffrey Chee. Catch you later. And we'll talk to you all soon.